yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to the Free Your Frequency podcast. I am Dr. Colton Neville. I'm here with Kylie and Dr. Lacey. Welcome to episode three. If you missed episode two, we you got to go back and watch that True. one. That one really that one is amazing. We covered the five pillars of health, really how to build a foundation for your health going forward and everything that's going to build off of that. And then today we are Q&A. Q&A. We are going to go over some questions that you guys gave to us. So this is going to be fun. Yes. This is going to be great. And keep sending them. Yeah, keep, keep sending, sending them, them, them because we love them and we're about to cover some. So here we go. <laughs> okay, so we're going to start with question number one. I'm reading it word for word as submitted, okay? Diving right in. <laughs> in the last couple of years, I feel like there has been more stress put into my life than ever before. What are some things that I can focus on to better handle my stress day to day? That's a great question. Because really, I mean, we, we touched on a little bit in the last episode, like the great flooding put more stress in people's mm-hmm. life than ever before, yeah. right? It's, it, really hasn't been more stressful than now okay well and i actually we talk about this a lot in the office right because and we talked about in the last episode stress is the number one killer in the world yeah right it's it's the cause of pretty much all disease Mm -hmm. and i think you have to to really be able to do things day to day to better be equipped to handle the stress in your life you need to understand what or understand what stress really is a lot of the time Mm -hmm. and we talk about in the office like stress doesn't have to be a negative we think of it as negative because we think of the emotional type which brings like anxiety and worry and all those things but it can be really good for us if it's an appropriate amount that we can adapt and overcome right because then if you can adapt to it, overcome it, then you become stronger from stress, mm-hmm. right? So you're flipping stress on its head a little bit. Um, when you first start learning about stress, you learn that there's really two different types. There's what we call stress, which is actual good stress for us, right? It, we adapt and we overcome, we become stronger from that. Mm-hmm. And then there's what we call distress, which breaks us down, causes disease, right? Do you have anything to say on that? No, keep following through. Yeah, the biggest thing I think that will help people understand where their stress is coming from is they need to be able to cla- or like break it down into different ways. We teach in the office that there's three different types of stress in your life mm-hmm. that you can really classify it into. Mm-hmm. And whenever, when we break those down, yeah, yeah that's what great. yeah, that's what I was going to do next. Yeah. Um, so we classify it in physical stress emotional stress and then chemical stress and you can keep breaking that down even more into because whenever you think stress it's something you're having to adapt to it's an external force or an internal force Mm -hmm. to your system i think that's what people also like are kind of confused on it's not that we won't ever have stress stress is how we adapt to absolutely yes it's like you can't control external, no. like you can't, but you can control how you react to it. Yeah, exactly. that's for sure. So, yeah. yeah. But I think people, when they come into the office, they're just kind of lost about that. Yeah, but they think, and a lot of times too, when people come in the office and they think about stress, they think of like work stress, like yeah. emotional stress. 
And it's like, yes, emotions have a big component of how our body is going to react day to day. But in reality, it's literally one third of what's actually happening. Yeah. And so that's where I love breaking it down. And I know you do a great job too when you progress scan people talking about stress and like what we're looking for on the progress scans and things like that. Yeah, because in the office we do, we have technology that will give us an understanding of how your nervous system is functioning on on a day-to-day basis. And one of the components of the three that we test is HRV or heart rate variability, which when boiled down to its root level, shows you how well your nervous system is adapting to the stresses in your life, right? So same thing, are you adapting and overcoming or are the stresses in your life overcoming you and starting to burden you and cause issues? Yeah. Um, Like we were saying before, three major types that you can really kind of break down are physical, mental, and chemical stresses in your life. So, and then you can break those down even further. You have what we call like macro stresses, Mm -hmm. which in physical realm would be like a motor vehicle accident. Right. Right. Or a really traumatic fall or injury. Cause that's right then it's huge. It's breaking you. Right. Um, and then you also have micro stresses. So in the physical way of stress, that would be like sitting at a computer mm-hmm. over and over for years on end, just little things over time that eventually become big issues. Right. Um, chemical, do you have any examples of chemical? Like micro or micro? Yeah. I'm like, this is Kylie and I's jam is chemical stress. Well, I, a macro would be, I mean, obviously your day-to-day products. Yeah. So like. Macro, like in the, because big deal right then, be yeah. like food poisoning. Yeah. Right. Or some yeah. kind of poison. Yeah. Inside your body. But then the micro, you guys, you guys nail that all the time. Yeah. Sure. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Body yeah. Sorry, no, but fragrances. <laughs> fragrances right and they're in everything and that is like something that i feel like not a lot of people i mean i feel like more people are diving more people are but if you looked at it heck three years Mm -hmm. ago four years ago nobody really paid attention to fragrances i mean it's still wild to me that people use synthetic fragrance Mm -hmm. Um, i know it's like so far out of my life i'm just like okay i don't even i don't even think about it now but i mean obviously when you first start Every single thing, and it's yeah, hard. It's it super overwhelming yeah. to mm-hmm. finally be like, okay, I'm gonna ditch all of this stuff. But then it's just super overwhelming to start and mm-hmm. be like, okay, every single thing like on the shelves at a regular conventional store mm-hmm. is going to have fragrance in it. Oh yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Well, and I think another point too to point out is like, and we talk about this all the time in the practice <laughs> of doing the best that you can in that moment. So yeah. Like, something called ditch and switch yeah like when we were first starting on our journey oh man eight years ago because we were in chiropractic school seven years ago mm-hmm. we were introduced to essential oils and we were both big anthropology candle people yeah and so <laughs> we like always had them love them and so it was like oh, we have to remove this mm-hmm. candle from our life that is literally burning every day i was not a big anthropology you like okay. the smell of it come they on do smell they, yeah like, now i'm like no i'm an incense person love incense okay well, well did find it a clean healthy incense. nice because i'm like plug, we'll plug that one Link in the description. <laughs> but, um, you know, it was one of those things that we were like, oh my gosh, so overwhelmed. But it's like the more that you learn and just when things are starting to run out, we would just buy better. Yeah. It's like you don't have to do it all the time. No. Like, 
please don't. Just no. And as girls. And I feel like for females too, the number one thing, if you are like wanting to switch something right now, deodorant. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, man, we always used to joke in chiropractic school too because we would spend like legit hundreds of dollars on different clean mm-hmm. deodorants and they never worked. Mm-hmm. And so it's like finding what works and all yeah. of that. It is kind of, that's another whole journey within itself mm-hmm. too because like for me, mm-hmm. not everything works. Like I have yeah. to just... See, and and ideally, right, in an ideal world is most people shouldn't have to wear deodorant if they're already living a clean lifestyle. But there's some... But we also (laughs) have such a toxic soup that we're swimming in. It's like the same thing, like another micro stressor in your life in the chemical realm is the food you eat. Yeah. Which we talked about a little bit last time, right? Mm -hmm. Like, look at the back of a box on the food that you normally consume. If you buy them in a box, we suggest them not to anymore, but you look at them like there's 40 ingredients and 38 of them you can't pronounce. No, and why, why is high fructose corn syrup in in literally everything? Because it makes everything delicious. Okay, well, it's a no-go. It's the same why they put MSG in everything, because it makes everything delicious. And if you can do that, if you're thinking as them, as a person that has a product that's trying to sell it, I'm going to put, well, I'm not going to, but they in their mind are saying, I'm going to make the most delicious product possible because you get addicted to it and then you're going to keep spending your money with me. Yeah. And, well, and unfortunately, oh. that's the greed of American consumerism. And yeah, it's true. Oh, oh, go. I was I'm just going to say a perfect example is my parents right now. They're trying to learn how to eat healthier and better because they have lived in a smaller town where grocery stores are obviously not 100% organic where they are. So now she has access to farmer's markets and local farmers at the farmer's markets. And I mean, Whole Foods and all these and all these places. And yesterday or two days ago, we went over there and she's like, I bought these animal crackers from Aldi's to give Luca. And automatically Dr. Colton's like, well, let me see these ingredients because we are very cautious about what yeah. Luca eats. But on the back end of that, we already know like, between both sets of our parents, yes, he's going to get things. Yeah. And so he was like, no, nope, can't have it. So he's like reading it to her. She's like, I thought I looked over that so good. You know, and she was just so like mind boggled. Yeah. But there's so many times where we went over there and like, hey, see this ingredient. This is why it's not necessarily mm-hmm. a great product to have. Again, going back to box products, not a lot of box products are good quality. Yeah. And so it's like the easiest thing that you want to do. And people always like complain about, um, Eating healthy is very expensive, but I'm like box foods yeah. are expensive. Literally, a bag of chips is like six dollars now for what? Yeah. Literally for what? So I feel like that too. Like I, if you just go and you're shopping the out, if you're going to a grocery store, yeah. If you're shopping the outer, is that the rule? Yeah, yeah, like, pretty much. Yeah, because nothing, uh, you know. And you get into the aisles. Yeah, you get into the aisles. Packed. Well, unless you're like olive oil <laughs> and that kind of thing. But yeah, um, yeah I feel like it's not outrageous I'm like no. this is not even that bad no it's like, more yeah it's more work because you have to yeah, cook it because you have to cook right? it but it's it also scratch. yeah instead of one box like a box tv dinner or something ridiculous oh so extreme. that feeds you one time you made a whole meal that you can eat on for two or three days yeah. like if you yeah. wanted to right it's true very true yeah yeah well and it is hard too i feel like even when you go into big grocery stores mm-hmm. like whole foods or trader joe's or any of those places it can be hard because a lot of things are greenwashed too, like products. Yeah. And so that's where I see a lot of people are like, oh, I bought my X, Y, and Z soap. And you look at the ingredients, you're like, ooh, these 
because they're not actually clean. Yeah. So it's like you can't necessarily trust all the time, but it goes back to adaptation. Like we're going to be exposed day to day. We're mm-hmm. going to go to Utica Square right. and get exposed to bat, bed bath or what yeah. bath and body works or, or whatever it is. Right. You wash your hands with in the restaurant bathroom. Yeah. Like. And it's like, you know, you can't a hundred percent cut everything out. Yeah. But if we can obviously lessen our day to day exposure mm-hmm. and then help our bodies adapt better. Yeah. That's control cool. the things that you can't control. Yes. So like for our house, we will have clean laundry products. Yeah. If yeah. I am really in a need somewhere, I need to wash my clothes and that's all I got is tied. Yeah. Sorry, looks yeah. like I'm putting yeah. them in tied. Yeah. Like I'm gonna Absolutely. it's gonna be okay. Yeah. But I think too, like for the first like couple of months that I was doing this, I was one super overwhelmed and I was like, how am I ever gonna get there? Mm-hmm. And just if anyone's like starting, it takes time. Like and yeah. it's okay to give yourself that grace and that time to be like, okay, it doesn't have to be perfect. And at the end of the day, it's never going to be perfect. Like we talk about like EMF radiation and like, there's no way to get around it. Like there's things that you can do to lessen your exposure, but like in how digital our world is, it's going to be everywhere that you are. Yeah. 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 And that's the biggest thing with what we're talking about when it comes to stress is if you can classify and find out where your stress is coming from, then you try to manage it as much yeah. as possible and increase your body's adaptability to it so you're hitting it from both sides of the equation. Yeah. Something I want to talk about with chemical stress real quick, because I always talk about this in my birth class, and we'll also link this article but down in the, down the description. But it's really eye-opening whenever you look at this article because it talks about umbilical cords, and it talks about all of the chemicals that they find in there. And I think they did, what was it, like, I can't remember how many studies I think I've yeah. yeah, I talk about it. I should know this, like the, but um, they found over 200 chemicals yeah. in a vocal word. I was just like a normal person. That is. And I'm like, that right. is insane. Like, and so it really shows you too, like whatever you are consuming day to day, whether that's food or environmental mm-hmm. products or anything like that, that is actually going into your generations to come, whether you're currently expecting or, I mean, male or female, because it's 50-50. So I think that's such a critical point, and I think that's why, too, like, fertility is at, infertility, for sure, mm-hmm. is at an all-time high, yeah. because we're exposed to so many mm-hmm. chemicals every yeah. single day. I feel like toxins. that's always the backlash, especially within, like, my family, if I, like, bring this kind of stuff up. It's like, why well, that as a kid, and yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what you had at that time was not even near what is in now. Well, like, it's like why we're seeing more skin conditions, yeah. more behavior issues, like all of that over time, that buildup mm-hmm. is getting passed on to kid, to kid, to kid. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing that right yeah. now in this generation, Yeah, which is scary. Yeah, very, yeah. Yeah. Um, the only one we haven't covered is emotional. But before we do that, can since we're on the chemical stress, like the micro stressors over time, is there like three products in your house? If someone's listening right now, they're like, well, I want to start that journey. What could I take out right now and replace? Like in your house, like two to three products right now that you're like, these are the must-dos right now. Yeah. Okay, I'd say deodorant, mm-hmm. yeah. laundry detergent, laundry for sure, and then your actual like clean products. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Is there yeah. anything that laundry you can replace actually- them with? Yeah, laundry is actually the easiest for me. I was like, oh, this is simple. We use Molly Suds for the most yeah. part. Molly Suds, Branch Basics, Branch Basics, Young Living. Living. Yep. Um, and for fabric softener, we literally use vinegar. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Oh. And it actually is a deodorizer too. Yeah. So, like, if your clothes smell, 
And that's one thing that I had to get used to with like laundering stuff too. I'm so used to having a fragrance. Like everyone's so obsessed with like smelling good. And now like when I'm around people that have that, I'm like, yeah. Okay. So strong. My head hurts. Yes. So, but now I'm just like, yeah, as long as it doesn't stink, I'm fine. Like my clothes don't have like a fragrant, but I'm like, it's fine. Like they're clean. Well, that's what you have like the oils and things like that for a little bit of dryer balls are another great. Essential oils on them, yeah. um, and then it'll send your clothes for that. Yeah, but I will say with that, like once you get used to not having fragrances around you, uh, which you kind of talked about a little bit. It's so like I remember when we went yeah. to Paris for New Year's this year, and yeah. when you're in the crunchy crew at the Pomona Wakalda, <laughs> but once you get in yeah. to where you're not around those things a lot, because the people around you can do the same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you go like in Paris is awful because every Uber you'd get into. Everyone there oh, wears perfume and cologne, yeah. and it's like crazy amounts. Well, yeah, you got it, and like I would have to roll the windows down. Yeah. It's like ten degrees outside yeah. sometimes. So I was like, I can't do that. I'm gonna pass out. Yeah, it's <laughs> so strong. But I mean, it almost affects us too. like cigarette smoke, like how strong oh, yeah. that is. Yeah. And you think about that, like if you're out there and you're a yeah. non-smoker, mm-hmm. whenever you're exposed to smoke, mm-hmm. you're like, man, this is so strong. Well, the yeah. same thing goes once you eliminate all of those fragrances, yeah. those heavy smells. It's the same exact. And then you realize how potent and how terrible they must actually be if they're affecting you if you're around them one time. Yeah. Like my yeah. husband has really bad allergies. If we go to a house that burns candles or has like wall plugins or any of that kind of stuff, it's immediate for mm-hmm. him. You guys, I mean, well, dogs too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he will literally sneeze for like 30 minutes straight, yeah. eyes watering yeah. everything. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, okay, like this is actually making a difference in our home. We have an air doctor. Mm-hmm shout out um (laughs) they're great um but yeah like clean air and just like nothing that's like triggering anything that it's it makes a huge difference Mm -hmm. for sure yeah i think also when you're thinking about because i i was thinking about that like as you get away from those things it highlights adaptation again too Mm -hmm. because your body you've done it for so long even though they're bad for you your body has adapted to them to where they're not like so aggressive to your system so it's becoming a distress in your life you just don't know it right so once you go away from it then it's easier you have the perspective to go and that's something that you when you're first starting you really need to understand is to be able to be present and listen to what your body's telling you Mm -hmm. because we talked about that before symptoms are just a signal yeah. that's saying hey something's wrong okay. we don't like we don't need this this is not yeah. good for us yeah right so whenever like you're hardly around cigarette smoke unless you're like a bartender or something like that yeah. or restaurant server in today's america anyways europe's a little different but i walk down the street if someone drives by smoking a cigarette i can smell it and yeah it is revolting like, like i want to throw up yeah so this same, i'm sorry they yeah. sound terrible so, yeah <laughs> It's the same thing, anything, like alcohol, like listen to your body whenever you ingest something or something's in the environment. If your body is screaming no, it's probably not good for you. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people will wonder, okay, well, how do I know if it's like giving me a signal, right? I feel like headaches, Headaches, number one. Yeah. That was my first, like, symptom of all of it. Yes. I mean, I have a good friend that she literally suffered from extreme asthma and extreme headaches and she started learning more and ditching a lot of toxic chemicals and they completely went away just by her environment Mm -hmm. and it's like that is a really big thing that we see in the practice all the time people come in they deal with hormone issues usually i say have you ever been on birth control Mm -hmm. 
oh yeah, I was on it for 10 years or I'm currently on it. It's like, yeah, you wonder why. And that's a whole other that's podcast whole in itself. But yeah, literally. <laughs> but um, it is, it's wild to think about like things that people think is just so normal because it's so common. Yeah. And it's like, absolutely not. This is not yeah. normal for your body to respond like this. It's yeah. not normal to have migraines where you can't even go outside day to day. So yeah, that's sad. Um, and you'll get you'll get better at it too. Like at yeah. first, you may yeah. not notice very often. Yeah. And then it's got to be something like someone blows cigarette yeah. smoke in your face, and you're like, "Whoa, that's." I'm like right? overly sensitive, but, but that was me before, anyways. Yeah. But, but yeah, once you get more and more present in the moment and understand that, then your your sensitivity levels will raise mm-hmm. to where. It can be you walk into a room and you smell something barely, or the energy is a little different. You can mm-hmm. feel it, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah. gosh, plugins! I think about that, like <laughs> the wax plugins. Yeah. Like when you go into a restaurant or like a store and they have that in the bathroom, um, I'm like, I can't handle that. Can literally not. I used to have a Scentsy, and I like would close my bedroom door and burn like four of those bad boys at once. I'm like, how is I living, breathing, doing anything? I don't know how I made it out. Toxic overload. <laughs> all right. Before we bash any more <laughs> I know, like all of these billion dollar Sorry. companies on this podcast, let's move on to emotional stress. It's like macro would be like, those are big, right? Like divorce, death in the family, yeah. like huge life altering things in your life that are going to cripple you for a little bit most of the time, right? And then micro is um, like every day to day stuff. Mm-hmm traffic mm-hmm. uh kids right yeah. like yeah and that's the i think like we we're saying at the very beginning this is the one most people attach to mm-hmm. because you have the emotional response of it that's that is easy to feel mm-hmm. right you yeah. feel anxiety mm-hmm. easily mm-hmm. when you don't feel chemical stress it's easily, right or you don't notice it well something like anxiety too it's an overwhelm of the system and so like you said those little micro things happen over time and over time mm-hmm. and that can even be generational too or even childhood emotion i mean that's a big thing the really great book on this is the body keeps the score mm-hmm. where they talk about that and they talk about ptsd and different just overall i hate to say like trauma but like emotional yeah. components emotional stressors over time Something could have happened to a child when they were young, and they're always going to carry that yeah. with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when they are put into an environment where it may not even be a similar thing, like it may not be the same exact thing that happened, but it triggers something in yeah. them, then that goes forward. When I used to do the, when I did the internship at the VA, that was something, it was like I had to be very cautious of even like the drops on the table, because there were certain triggers with PTSD that could trigger them at any moment, mm-hmm. or like making sure nobody's outside the door when certain people came in. Like, you don't think about that day-to-day until you have a big impact like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's like that can carry on. If those people don't work through that and adapt and make sure their nervous system is balanced, mm-hmm. that will be passed down to their kids or even in their environment, the people they hang around and things like that. Emotional regulation was something that I was not expecting when I started my journey into chiropractic, like just coming to get adjusted. But it's like the one thing that I'm like, wow, <laughs> I didn't even come here for that, but it's crazy. Like certain things that would just straight up trigger me. I'm just like, like nothing anymore. Well, and I think a great ha- highlight on that is we did the Father's Day stuff this week. Mm-hmm. And we asked like, what is one thing that you got from chiropractic care? A lot of people were like emotional stability, mm-hmm. stability yeah. in my own life even. Yeah. 
you know, flexibility, more energy. Like a yeah. lot of those things were energy, mental health, yeah, and sleep. Not even pain, yeah, which yeah. I thought yeah. was so cool. And people come in all the time. I don't think I got one response on pain. I yeah, don't think actually, which like, a lot of people like when we talk about yeah. wives bringing their husbands in or mm-hmm. partners or whoever it is. That's the number one thing. Like, oh, they don't think they're in pain, and we'll get on that topic here in oh, a bit. Yeah. But it's like. One of those things that, I mean, we saw in the practice, but even this morning, all the dads that came in right at 9 a.m., I would like looking at them and I'm like, yeah. all of these dads are thriving. Like they're just chatting yeah. and yeah. they're, you can tell they're emotionally stable and you can feel that energy. It's very powerful and see it too. Yeah, I will say a way that allowed me to think of this and like conceptualize it a lot easier was, and how we explain it in the office is, if you think of your nervous, because your nervous system's job is to adapt to things, right? It, it sees the world through your five senses, your brain does, and then it conceptualizes that and then it, it creates a response to it, right? So as you're bringing all this information in, if you think of your nervous system as a bucket full of water, all the stress in your life is water being poured into that bucket and innately you have a drain that's going to slowly drain that water out but like we've been saying over time if you're adding all this micro stress to your life you're never dealing with your emotional past or you're never taking the chemical stress out of your life you're sitting at a computer every single day then eventually your bucket's going to overflow and it could be that overflows and then it drains a little bit but then it's little bitty things become really big things often because your bucket is at the very top mm-hmm. all the time, right? And yeah. we say, especially in our office, chiropractic doesn't take the stress out of your life. That's not our job. Mm-hmm. And we, we won't ever be able to. The stress can be there when you leave the door. But by balancing the nervous system in a way like we do, we increase the size of your bucket, mm-hmm. right? So you can adapt more. You can take more stress on in your life and it's not gonna overwhelm you. It's not gonna overflow your bucket. And then if you yeah. start to take the stress out and stop pouring as much in, then you're you're getting it from both angles, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's good. When it goes back to like HRV and the practice too, the adaptation mm-hmm. with the balancing aspect of it. Like we have to make sure we are that pendulum swing that we can swing into, whether it's fight or flight when something happens or that resting state with parasympathetic. We can't be so far into that sympathetic for so long where it's like, okay, now we're exhausted. And it's gonna take a lot to keep, you know, that bucket up. And it's like, yeah. that's a big thing. I see a lot more in this past year, especially, especially kids, mm-hmm. those emotional regulation and it's behavior and then it's physical response. I mean, how many kids come in and they're like, man, I'm dealing with like weird aches and pains. And we're like, aches and pains. But then yeah. you like learn that they're sitting playing video games, they're eating junk food, so there's that chemical stress, and then they have extreme ADHD behavior issues. And it's like, it all goes hand in hand together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have another question for us. Perfect. Perfect. Um, Okay, this one's kind of long, but I'm gonna read it word for word. Okay, I'm trying to get my husband on board with chiropractic for our whole family, but he is resistant because he doesn't understand why we would see a chiropractor when we are not in pain or feeling bad. How can I explain wellness chiropractic care to him so he understands this is not just something that we do when we're in pain? Well, that fits perfectly into what we were just talking about. I know. Right. I think first you'd have to ask, like, what's their understanding of chiropractic first? Because it sounds like he just understands what most people see. Unfortunately, chiropractors have not been 
doing a good job of explaining what we really do. Mm-hmm. We are very good at pain disorders, yeah. right? We, we do a really good job with that without medication, without surgery. Yeah. Um, but that's only a, a half of what, or like a tiny piece of what we do, right? There's a whole other side of chiropractic, which we've talked about on this podcast a lot now, that has to do with the brain and the nervous system and how you actually function day to day. Because we know just feeling, which is what pain is, pain itself is only 10% of what our nervous system actually perceives inside our body. The other 90% that's going on is pure function that you're not really feeling, right? So we talk about this a lot to where pain or feeling and function are not the same thing. You can function terribly and nothing be signaling that something's wrong, right? And a couple examples of this, like everyone probably has known somebody in their life that was feeling fine or per- quote unquote perfectly healthy and then had a heart attack. Yes. Right? Or they were perfectly healthy and then got a stage four diagnosis of cancer. Mm-hmm. So that tells you just because you feel okay doesn't mean everything's functioning. So you have to get that stuff tested. Yeah. Which is where the scans come in. Yeah, it's true. true. <laughs> but no, it is. I mean, your nervous system literally controls everything. And I feel like. I know that a lot of common questions I get in the practice, and you probably get this too, because you do see a lot of the dads, but parents will come and ask and say, my husband wants to see research articles on chiropractic care and why it's beneficial. What is your response to that? Do we have research articles? Yeah. If you can find them. Yeah, yeah there's research, and I have some, but it's like interesting because again, our body is the healer. Yeah, or so like, it's like, did you ask for a research article when your wife said, I'm gonna buy organic apples? Yeah. yeah. Like there's no. little things. Yeah. And I just think that's such an interesting concept. And I'm always happy. We always see yeah. research articles that we have and can find. And it's like just having them come in and explain what chiropractic is and also understanding what these people, what people in general think true health is. Mm-hmm. That can give us a better understanding of how we can serve them better through chiropractic care. But I always thought that was such an interesting thing. But it is. It's like one of those things that, yes, there is some awesome research. Heidi Havoc has a great research articles coming out on chiropractic, the nervous system, and how it controls everything and how it can help. Yeah. But also, we can't do research on the human body day to day because how you responded may not be mm-hmm. how another person responds. Yeah. And maybe you got immediate results in a month and somebody got it in one visit, but then the next person it took them eight months. Yeah. But I was talking to a woman yesterday as part of practice, her and her husband, and she was talking about her husband is feeling better, but his scans look a little bit worse. And so we always talk about that. And she was like, he just didn't understand the concept of why his scans weren't showing that he was like functioning at an optimal level, but he was feeling better. And so he felt really like just frustrated. He was like, well, what's happening? Is my body not actually functioning? And she was like, think about all of the stress that your body has built up over time sports that impact that physical stress the emotional components of like family life and work life and of course she's like you teaching him all about chemical stressors and things like that and she was like you it's going to take time for your nervous system to regulate and unravel that stress yeah and i was just sitting there i was like absolutely you're literally speaking like a chiropractor and i think that's so important like the way that we all communicate and what we're talking about on this podcast it's like yeah it is so much deeper than just buying organic Apples. I mean, yeah. it truly is like setting that foundation in yourself. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's hard for someone that's never been exposed to chiropractic or natural healthcare to understand because it's a complete different paradigm than what they're yeah. used to, right? If you're 
just in medical practices only, it's all reactive. Yeah. Chiropractic, acupuncture, massage, like all the natural healthcare stuff is proactive healthcare, which is not even talked about at all in the yeah. other realm. Right. Warren always so, says in the office, you invest in your health so you don't have to pay for sickness. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> but it's, it's so true, true though, like at some point, if you're not constantly doing it, and it's a like another thing of not a um, a one-time fixes everything, no. or no. why am I not like I only want to come one time a month? Mm-hmm. And work, you guys are always like, that's not how this works. No, so no, they actually have research now that shows that five to seven days, like tissue healing and the way the nervous system is regulating mm-hmm. in today's day and age, this year, five to seven days is the right the nervous system needs to be regulated again that's whether crazy. that's through like the yeah. nerve breath work movement mm-hmm. some sort of movement in general yeah. to help that nervous system start yeah. regulating again which is yeah mm-hmm. once a month is not going to do anything unfortunately and if your chiropractor just says come when you feel like you need to red flag yeah it's, it's just, just easy red flag it's just <laughs> not a nervous system base like and yeah. that's the thing and we tell people all the time well it's you know it goes back to the, you're going on based off feeling yes yeah. yeah right and that's back to the original question mm-hmm. why would i go if i don't feel like i need to it's yeah. because you're staying ahead of your health mm-hmm. it's a total different mindset that you have to step into it, to yeah. go i'm going to take care of myself even when i'm not hurting even when i don't feel yeah like and then it comes back full circle when you're like I'll be back in three months or I'm just going to quit for a minute. And then they're like, holy cow, I can't go without it. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's like whenever we should, usually within our office, we shut down for two weeks around Christmas time Yeah, just for family and those kind of things. And that's something we get every time we come back. You guys here at the desk too, it's like, never, ever do that again. (laughs) Yeah. Do not do that. But I think we can touch base on that too, is you get same with, when you're feeling bad because there's people that function terribly but they don't feel bad right so you get so used to low levels of function in your life it's your normal yeah right and you don't have the perspective until you break that like when people do come into our office and they're hitting frequency at the beginning a lot and they do it for a long time then they finally get to high levels of vitality and function and health and then you can you have the difference you go okay oh my gosh can't believe i lived like that for so long and then you also have the reverse of that to where you're living there you're being proactive and preventative in your health and you're staying healthy for a long time you feel really good and then that becomes a normal too until you go out for a night drinking or whenever you haven't or we close the office for two weeks you haven't gotten adjusted three weeks or whatever it is and you go oh my gosh i forgot how bad that feels. Yeah. I don't want to go back to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that was one of our patients two days ago when you were getting her adjusted. She's like, man, it's like, I just know the areas that you're going to like work through because I've been coming here for so long. And we we're talking to her about how tuned she was with her body and how, you know, like her body's the healer and all of this. And she was like, I mean, it just blows my mind still that I went through so many medical clinics and she went to very, I won't say the name, large named clinics very like world known and they just like diagnosed, diagnosed, diagnosed and she was finally like, I'm fed up, I'm just gonna try chiropractic. That was yeah. almost five years ago mm-hmm. that she started it and she was just like, it is amazing how my body is feeling and functioning now. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and I know immediately, like, you're like if I need to come in, it's like, I gotta come in like yeah. today. She's like, I can't wait till my Thursday, I gotta come in on Monday. That's like, how I, I know. Too. Yeah. I was like, why did I do this as a last resort? <laughs> 
Why, why didn't I try this It's unfortunate. First? Yeah, it's but I mean, you know, I was young and I was like, oh, okay, I'll give it a whirl. Like, yeah, let's, let's see. Try because all sorts of doctors were like, yeah, you're never going to have a normal cycle. You're never going to do that. I'm like, all right, well, I'm only 20 years old and I'm not going to accept that. Yeah. So yeah. here we go. Let's find some answers. Yes. Yeah. Well, and we talk about it too as a family with Luca even. And I'm like, he doesn't even know anything but getting adjusted. We yeah. have a chiropractic table here in our living room. And literally every morning he goes and lays on there. And so I had someone, cute, yeah. like I posted a picture and they were like, do you adjust him every day? I'm like, no, his nervous system does not need adjusted every day. Yeah. But it's just so funny. Like he just knows that second nature when Dr. Colton lays down around mm-hmm. and I lay down, he like goes down to our feet and like he's checking us, you know, like yeah. checking us. And it's just so funny. Like you're really setting that foundation of like, normal day to day. I mean, we talked about the practice too with kids, mm-hmm. like, oh, my tummy hurts. I need to go to the chiropractor or I need this essential oil or whatever it is mm-hmm. that you give them, apple cider vinegar or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, that's how we should be raising our kids. We should have been yeah. raising sick kids yeah. all the time. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I think about the family that we've had for a long time in the practice that they took a little break and they came back within a month, yeah. two months. Yeah. And she was like, my husband finally saw that we could not live without chiropractic. Yeah. Because our kids started getting sicker again mm-hmm. and there was nothing else that we changed in our household yeah. besides not having to care yeah. regularly. Speaks volumes for sure. Yeah. 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 Cool. Wow. Any more questions? Did they um, submit anything else? Well, to wrap it up, I have just a quick question. Um, just one simple thing that our listeners can do to start living a more healthy life. Like today, mm-hmm. like just one thing they can do right now. Yep, at this moment, um, right when they get off, this, right when they get off. My, I would say, yeah, the one thing that I would suggest. Here, Justin. Call nine one eight five two one. I'm kidding. No, the biggest thing, even before going to see a chiropractor or, us or anyone for like any kind of natural health care, whatever it is. What I would suggest someone do is, if you're just getting into it, is sit down and blank sheet of paper and write out exactly what you think the pinnacle of health would be. If Mm -hmm. you could wake up tomorrow and your life was completely different, you were the healthiest you you could absolutely be, write out what that looks like. Yeah. And if you don't know, you're like, I can't think of that. Start thinking of people that you know or you see or whoever it is mm-hmm. that do have and are living that life. Because mm-hmm. then you can start to go, okay, what does that person do? Mm-hmm. Like, do they work out every day or what do, What are they eating? Do they go see a chiropractor? Do yeah. they get massages on a regular? Like, those are the things you can start to emulate those things. And that's where at least we talk about it in business all the time and like goal setting is fuzzy targets don't get hit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to have a crystal clear understanding of where you want to go to be able to get there. That's really good. Yeah, Yeah. that's literally what I was going to say is really just thinking about like where you want to go in your life and how you want to feel and function, but then doing a little check-in, like go around your house, look at the products Mm -hmm. that you're using, look at how you feel day to day. You can keep a journal. I used to always tell my pregnant moms when I coached them with birth fit. Do a little happy face, sad face, however you feel first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. That is a great way. You can journal down like thoughts. Do it for two weeks consistently. Mm-hmm. Try switching out some different products. Two weeks. You'll notice a big difference too. So mm-hmm. that's something that you can do right now. And physical. Like if you sit eight hours a day at a desk, get up, mm-hmm. move around, 
set a timer on your phone. Like we used to do that. Walking pad thing. That's yeah. what I would do if I worked from home. Yeah. We used to do that in chiropractic school. We were the crazies that sat in the very back because you were in school from sun up to sundown pretty much all year round. And we would be like on the physio balls. Like yeah. bouncing around, moving, yeah. you know, like walking, standing. I mean, we still do that when we go to seminars. And yeah. so it's funny because when you go to like chiropractic or health conscious seminars, there's more people standing than sitting. But then if we go to like a marketing yeah. seminar, it's like we're the only people standing. I feel like I retain information too when I'm moving. Yeah. Better. If I could have mm-hmm. done that in school, I would have been way better at school. <laughs> but like if, like, like, walk, like if I am like, if I am like, just gonna I would never sit down and just listen to a podcast you know like I would go on a walk to listen to it I feel like I'm just if other parts of me are moving I feel like my brain is just like so much easier to like well and that shows you too one of my best friends she teaches at a public school here in Tulsa and she's really like big into different environments learning environments so every hour she switches the kids around and she's like no kid is ever going to retain anything by sitting in a desk all day but 90% 90% mm-hmm. of people, that's how we think we learn. When we go to college, we just sit and yeah. sit and sit. And it's like you're not retaining anything. Yeah. So the movement is key. It is for sure. One thing for me um, with to like into that question, um, I feel like for me, when I was starting like my journey, I had to accept the fact that I was going to have to probably sacrifice mm-hmm. some things. And for me, that was financial. Mm-hmm. And I had to for a while, just come to the realization that I was going to have to give up some things that I would rather do, but I was so desperate for an answer mm-hmm. that I was like, I will literally do anything yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, and you so, valued your health enough. Yeah. Yeah. And at first it might feel like a sacrifice, but then when you look back on it, you go, You're, no, yeah. that was an investment. Right. And now yeah. it's, now I'm it's like, 10x. Yeah. That's that no brainer. I would do that right. over yes. and over and over. Yeah. But at first, like that wasn't the mindset that yeah. I was in. So I was like, well, I'm going to have to give up some drives through the coffee shops yeah. or whatever I was thinking yeah. like who knows but yeah the seven dollar coffee yeah so it's a it's the same thing with like anything else. it doesn't always have to be money it could be I sacrificed an hour and a half or two hours right. of sleep in yeah. the morning to get up and do my workout yep. or whatever it is but then 40 50 years later when you're a grandparent and you're every one of your friends that didn't do that can't play with their grandkids right. And, but you can, that's whenever the investment was worth it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. My second thing, which he's going to laugh because I've been talking a lot about morning routines because we started doing that last year and I've been listening every single morning to some different books, some audio books mm-hmm. and all of them. And they're all about success and it's not financial success. It's literally just like family success, like mm-hmm. individual success, like everything, feeling good when you wake up on the day, like what are the things that you're doing? And it was a morning routine. You know, it's talking about like movement, meditation, prayer, doing something for your business because you're the sharpest in the morning, doing something for your family, doing something for your relationship, like everything to fill yeah. your cup. Mm-hmm. So that could be something too, if you're like, man, I feel overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I don't know where to check it. Start a morning routine. Mm-hmm. Wake up an hour earlier and start moving your body. Yeah. Even if it's just a little yoga stretch. Yeah. A routine or, too, just in general, yeah. like even if you're, which yes, morning time is better, but um, just a routine yeah. of something like commit to a 30 minute walk a day yes. or, yeah. you know, just whatever it may be, pick just one. pick yeah. one thing that you're like, I'm going to commit myself to do this for 30 days mm-hmm. and yeah. see where it takes me. Well, and that was the common thread between all these books. There was like six different ones that I've listened to in the past few months and it was all, they wake up at 5am mm-hmm. and they start doing things until 7am and then it was like going into work day and all of that. 
And I was like, man, that's so interesting. Cause we last year said, oh, we're gonna wake up at six o'clock every morning. Now that we have Luca, we gotta wake up earlier mm-hmm. and have our intentional time together. And now we're like, okay, now it's 5 a.m. Because we wanna move and we wanna talk and we wanna do all the things. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like high performance individuals have like a, they would call them like a pre-game routine. Yeah. Like yeah. high performance athletes and yeah. musicians and stuff like, Think of like, what if a musician that's a guitarist goes on stage and didn't tune their guitar yeah. <laughs> before, right? No way. Why yeah. would you move into your life to try to be intentional with your family, your kids, the people you work with, and not tune yourself, mm-hmm. right? That's so, really good and it doesn't have to be yeah. long. Like Tony Robbins, famous for years and years, and his priming method is ten minutes. Yeah, wow. And yeah. that's all it takes. Mm-hmm. And you can build stuff that are yeah. very, very simple and short like that. It's really good. Yeah, but yeah start with one. Yeah. Start with one. Don't be overwhelmed. Name yeah. of episode three, start with one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, All right. that is the end of episode three, guys. Yes. If anyone has any questions out there, if you're like, what yeah. topic you Please want us to cover? DM yes. Free Spirit Chiropractic on, on Instagram, Instagram or you know, just reach out however you yeah. want. If you want to dial the number, dial the number. Email. We'll, we'll answer, okay? <laughs> During office hours. Yeah. Um, yeah, let me get back to you. <laughs> All right, y'all. Oh my goodness. Let All right, me appreciate well, you. Yes. Have a great week, guys. Have a great week.